Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. But now it's time for our first guest of the evening. In the lead by Rioli. Oh, here's one for old time's sake. He'll have a shot, Tim. He's got to have a shot. In his last game, to cut the margin to a point, he absolutely splits the middle. What a reaction from his teammates. And what a great moment for Rock and Rioli. Quite fitting that happened in an Essendon v Richmond game. It wasn't a dream time at the G game, but it was late in the 2006 season. And Indigenous round continues to grow, doesn't it, in significance each year as we celebrate the contribution of Indigenous players, both past and present, to Australian football. And ahead of the dream time at the G match this weekend, I thought it'd be timely to catch up with a former player who I know entertained many people, particularly kids of my generation throughout the 2000s with his silky skills and footy nous as well. He played 100 games for Essendon, played, I think, in the second ever dream time at the G match back in 2006. And as you heard there, his last AFL game was against Richmond back in that same year. He currently serves as the president of the Tiwi Bombers of the Northern Territory Footy League. I speak of Dean Rioli, and it's a pleasure to welcome him on the line. How are you, Dean? G'day, Damo. How you going? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks so much for joining us, particularly in an auspicious week. One of my last footy memories of watching you on the field actually was playing for the Tiwi Bombers when they were starting up, I think, around that 2006-2007 period. How are you enjoying the presidential role at the club in the Northern Territory Footy Leagues? I know COVID has made things difficult in recent years. Yeah, it's a little tough up there at the moment, especially for the Tiwi Bombers. But, yeah, I ended up playing those seven-game trial, I think it was, which... Mm. uh, before they brought them into the competition, it was just um, to see how viable it was and whether they're going to be competitive. And I think we won all seven games, so they brought us in the the very following year. So this year, yeah, joined the the club. Um, you know, I helped. They were they were in a bit of trouble, so um, yeah, I said I'd join the board, and they elected me as president. So a lot of work uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, no doubt about that. And I remember they televised those trial games back in the 06, 07 period. So it had national exposure, as it does these days. I also understand these days, Dean, you're a managing director of a company which assists in driving Indigenous employment outcomes. Can you tell us a little bit about the work you're doing at the moment? Yeah, well, I was um, you know, involved for 15 years with Aboriginal employment, but now I run Bungie Hire. Um, which is, you know, basically equipment hire to these uh, major projects across Victoria and, and now branching off into Queensland and, and South Australia and New South Wales and the Northern Territory. But, yeah, look, I've, I've spent 15 years helping Aboriginal people get into employment, uh, especially on all these major projects that are happening across uh, across Victoria. Um, but, yeah, 15 years of, of working with people, mate. I, uh, I just got out of that and, and yeah, now Bungie Hire is, is really about uh, supplying equipment to to the industry now. 
Fantastic work. We're speaking with former Essendon champion Dean Rioli. There was reports last night, actually, Dean, that an Indigenous All-Stars match could be in vogue within the next 12 months or so. Would you like to see something like that, which is a concept the AFL is thinking of reviving? Yeah, look, obviously the very first one was, you know, the Indigenous All-Stars playing against Collingwood in 1995, yep. which my Uncle Morris was a part of, and Uncle Willie and Uncle Cyril. Um, so, you know, they were special games to watch, but I think it's been a couple of years now since the, the last one was played, and it's great because I love the NRL versus the the Mouldy concept. Mm. That's uh, always an exciting game to watch. So it'll be great if all the players become available, and I know they're very proud to to represent their people when those games are on. So if they can continue that and, and come against come up against some quality sides, it's just a, a good exhibition of, of Indigenous football because, you know, a lot of people love watching Indigenous players no matter what side they barrack for. They, um, you know, they bring some sort of X factor and entertainment. But, yeah, to have a, a whole team that represent every two years, that'll be, uh, be great for, for the AFL to showcase. It was something, I remember as a kid, I loved because it was the first game, first men's game of the year. It was before the pre-season competition back then. I remember they played, and I think they beat Carlton back in 2003. They played the Bombers in 2007. There were some great matchups there. How significant are initiatives like Indigenous Round and the Dreamtime at the G game, which has been going for over a decade now, to you personally? And do you think more could be done to educate the wider public on Indigenous culture through the means of footy? Oh, look, there's always more that can be done, but I think the AFL do a fantastic job, um, you know, to to, to promote um, inclusion in their sport. And, and you know, it is, uh, you know, the inclusion of so many different nationalities that played this great game. But, you know, this week is, well, this fortnight now, I think when I played the very first one in 2005, it was just a one-off weekend. And um, um, now it's a, it went to a whole week and now it's a whole fortnight of celebrating Indigenous rounds. So, you know, it's great that each club, you know, they, they get people to come in and talk about, you know, the, the environment that they're from and the land that their their clubs are based on and, and you know, talk about the art and and culture and, and stories about um, where they they represent. And, um, you know, it's just it's a great acknowledgement for, for the contribution of Indigenous people in the game. But, um, yeah, it's just it's a fantastic job. And, look, there's always more that can be done, but... You know, I think the AFL play a role and, and it's about society as a whole, all playing a, a small role where they can. But, yeah, it's just fantastic that yep. the AFL continue to get better in, in what they uh, what they celebrate each year with, in, with the, uh, the Sir Douglas Nickers round. Yeah, it's a brilliant concept. We're speaking with former Essendon champion Dean Rioli. You mentioned your uncle Morris before, and the name Morris Rioli transcends the sport, doesn't it? And you played under Morris at Waratah, and we see his young boy, Morris Jr., going around at Richmond at the moment, strutting his stuff on the footy field and doing a fantastic job with plenty of scope for stardom going forward. Because plenty of people in Melbourne in particular remember his contribution as a player, what was he like as a coach playing under him there at Waratah? Oh, look, he's amazing, you know. I got to play a reserves game of football with him where, you know, I got into heaps of trouble because I was playing in the midfield at the time and he was the full forward and I kept looking for Shane Karanua, um, <laughs> you know, another young Tiwi full forward who was faster and, and was in a lot more space. But Uncle Morris kept yelling at me and saying, why aren't you kicking me the football? Um, and I said, well, your player's exactly, you know, right on you. And he said, don't you think I can beat him one-on-one? And that's when I realised, well, yeah, obviously you can, but um, look, it was just an honour. Um, I spent a lot of quality time with Uncle Morris watching games one-on-one as a 
13, 14, 15-year-old and, you know, where he'd sit there and, and it was a, basically a one-on-one football lesson where he'd teach me in this situation, this is where you'd stand, this is what you need to do and this is what you would look for. And, and you know, I'll look back at it now, you know, um, and that was just quality lessons that, you know, to get one-on-one lessons like that with, you know, the great Morris Rioli. And to me, he was my uncle, he was my godfather. Um, you know, it was just it was just special memories for me that um, you know will stick with me forever. What about his boy Morris Junior at Richmond? A lot of Richmond fans may be listening, driving home, wondering what he's capable of. From what you've seen of him so far, how much scope for improvement is there? A oh, massive scope. Look, he's still very young um, and he's very raw, um, but that's the thing. Look, he brings effort, he brings excitement. Um, you know, he's he still he's got a lot of work to do, but he just brings. You know, I think uh, Richmond people that are, you know, stop me in the street basically say they love his, his defensive efforts and, you know, he's very selfless. So I guess when you look at Willie and Cyril, they're probably two of the most uh, talented Riolis in terms of just natural ability around the the, the inside 50 area. Um, so they're, they're probably the two of the best that are uh, in the entire family. But Morris is, he's just, he's, he's hardworking, you know. So once he builds his engine to be, AFL level, um, he's just going to always play a role and, you know, he will just do the team things. He's he's very much team first, so, you know, he's not that uh, freakish talent like Willie and Cyril are, but, yeah, he's going to play a very important role that Richmond supporters will just love watching for, for years to come. Speaking with Dean Rioli on the line ahead of Indigenous Round, so Douglas Nichols Round. And if you want to send in a text message, a question, feel free on the temper text machine, 0433981116. Thought we might talk about your career, Dean, because it's quite a remarkable one. You made the move from the Northern Territory to WA at the young age of 14. Is it true you were actually poised to play for West Coast, but then Kevin Sheedy was very eager to pick you up and he decided to override his recruiters and send you to the Bombers? Oh, look, I uh, I was overlooked in three drafts, I think it was. and um, But, yeah, that 97 season, um, which we won the flag, I won the Rising Star for the Waffle at that time. And I kicked four in the grand final. And I thought, you know, that was the year that I'd, I'd hopefully get drafted. And, and I got overlooked again. And um, that's where West Coast, you know, Mick Malthouse asked me to come down and do pre-season with them. And um, basically at the end of the pre-season before the the, the rookie draft he, he said yep we're going to pick you up with our first pick which was I think it was pick number four and then um, yeah I spoke to 11 clubs at that stage and, and Essendon wasn't one of them but uh, so I just assumed I was going to end up at, at the West Coast Eagles and then yeah I was in my first ever day at uh, university when my manager come kicking the door in to say, you're going to Essendon. Um, you know, and I was a fanatical Bombers supporter from 1989 when Michael Long ended up there. And um, so, yeah, I was wrapped um, to be picked up by the Bombers. And Sheets tells the story that he was the, he overrode the um, the recruiters to, to pick me up. But then, you know, Adrian Dodoro, who took over from Noel Judkins there. That was his very pick, uh, first pick, and he tells me, you know, that she's just not telling him the truth. But <laughs> it was his decision. So, look, still to this day, I don't know whether it was Adrian Dodoro or whether it was Kevin Sheedy that, uh, yeah, made the call to pick me up. But either way, I was happy. Oh, unbelievable. And just a question off the text machine, actually, David, from Surrey Hills. Uh, the name Rioli... 
is synonymous with footy and great silky ball movement. How much of it is natural ability and how much of it comes down to hard work? I suppose that's an interesting question because ultimately you've got to have some level of natural ability to play the game. In your experience, how much of a percentage, if you can estimate, comes down to natural ability and, and also to hard work and maybe the influence of playing footy up in the top end as well? I look, I think, well, really, you'd look at at least 50% of it is natural talent. And it's probably a lot more than, you know, other people entering the game. Um, but the reality is that we, as kids, it, it's amazing the amount of games we would play on the Tiwi Islands with the Tiwi kids um, just to develop the skill. And you don't realise you're doing it, but, you know, you pick out forks in a tree and, and whatever it is. And most of the time we didn't have actual footballs. We would tape up you know, old newspapers with um, sticky tape just to have a football because, you know, we didn't have access to a footy a lot of the times and, and it was just a lot of skill. But then when we did have footballs, I was lucky enough that, you know, I had an older brother who was uh, pretty fanatical on just improving his skills. And so he just made me left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And it was like 300 kicks every morning. Then we'd go to school and, you know, kicks after school and, and I was the one that my role was just to um, to lead. You know, he was always looking to improve his skills and I was basically the younger brother that just got told what to do. And, um, yeah, so a lot of it we worked hard as kids, but then when you get to the AFL, it's um, obviously the coaching you get at this level, you're always naturally going to improve. But, you know, you start at a very young age. Uh, football is the number one sport on the Tiwi Island, so you grow up. And when you've got, you know, I had eight uncles, um, that, that's all it was. And, you know, it was hard. they were always hard to impress. And as young kids, we're always looking for, you know, their, um, their tick of approval. So we had to compete against each other to, to try and get some sort of, you know, acknowledgement from our uncles. Shane off the SMS machine, the temper text machine, says, G'day, Dean, an incredibly skilled player, an exciting player to watch. You're an absolute champ, mate. Thank you as an Essendon supporter. Who was your toughest opponent ever, asks Shane. Yeah, thanks, Shane. Um, look, I there were there were two um, that stand out. So obviously, John Warsfold at West Coast Eagles. You know, he was a, a tough, intimidating player. I think I was more intimidated because I sort of got him at the end of the career. But it was because I admired him as a kid and and loved the way he went about his football. He was, uh, I think, by the time I hit the field, I was already I was already done because in my head I was, you know, continually playing over that I was coming up against John Warsfold. Um, but my toughest opponent clearly was, uh, or definitely was Matty Whelan. So Matty Whelan, you oh, know, yes. being another Territorian, and uh, I played some state footy with Matty, and, you know, he just knew how to play Indigenous players because he grew up, you know, in Darwin playing against, you know, young Indigenous players that like to try and balk and dodge and weave and take on the opposition. And, and you know, that was just natural in our game, but uh, Matty would never fall for it. And, because, you know, I think he used to bench press 150 kilos as well. So once he grabbed you, most times I was, you know, I'd fortunate enough to be able to palm off some players. And um, But Matty Whelan, once he grabbed you, you're gone. So uh, <laughs> he knew um, he knew how to play the Indigenous boys and, and he was just uh, extremely tough to play against. So Matty was definitely my toughest one. Oh, fantastic. Dean Rioli on the line joining us here on SEN. I just want to take you through... Quickly, obviously, missing out on the 2000 grand final of the Premiership. You got to experience the grand final uh, occasion in 2001 when you went down to Brisbane. How tough was it missing out in 2000 due to injuries and injuries throughout your career as well? 
Yeah, look, uh, breaking my collarbone uh, just before the final series was was tough. Um, but look, my my goal coming into the AFL was just to play in the grand final under Kevin Sheedy alongside Michael Long. Um, you know, so that was definitely a a, a goal of mine, and uh, which was disappointing um, when I I broke the collarbone because that when you look at the end of your career, that was the only shot. But, you know, coming into the game, I thought finals was a regular thing for Essendon at the time because 99, we went down by a point to Carlton and losing that 2000 grand final, or not playing in that, but then losing 2001. And Michael Long uh, did his hammy on the Thursday before the grand final. It was just so many things that, you know, my number one goal coming into the game was just to play in a flag with Longy. Um, You know, didn't eventuate, but... Look, you look back at it now, and as disappointed as it was, um, still, look, I, I'm just very grateful for my time at the Bombers. And, yeah, I was a Bombers supporter going there, so I was lucky enough. But, you know, it's, um, yeah, it was it was exciting times. But, yeah, I remember John Doherty telling me, you know, his time mm-hmm. at Carlton, he had more downs than ups. Mm. And then I look at my whole career, and it's so true. There's so many... Um, exciting memories but you probably have more downs than ups in a in a football career and um yeah it's exactly what my career ended up at Essendon. It's an interesting insight Dean Rioli joining us on the line now a lot has been made of the Bombers of today during the week obviously there was a lot of publicity about their game plan and how they're going to have to change things around and obviously there was uh, the loss to Sydney and everything that surrounded the publicity early in the week. What are your thoughts on the Bombers at present and how do you think they could improve to get back to those heights of the early 2000s? Because it's been, what, 18 years since they last won a final? Yeah, look, uh, well, you look at this year alone, they're they're missing almost, you know, four or five of their, their forward players and young Snelling and and uh, Tipper and, um, you know, there's some really good players that are still to come into that forward line and that's not really the answer. But I remember she drank me 12 months ago and basically asked me, you know, what do you, what do you think about Bombers? And, uh, but that's where, you know, when I played, it was, it was uh, a very good era and, you know, we were very fortunate. But, you know, I had Dean Solomon, Mark Johnson, you know, uh, Paul Barnard, Damien Hartwick, you know, there were just, uh, Jason Johnson, there were just tough, hard mongrels in our side. <laughs> and they were great players, but they were they were ruthless, right? And they, they hated being beaten. And, and, you know, I was sort of a nice guy on the footy field and compared to them anyway, but I was one of those <laughs> nice guys that just, I played hard, but these guys went out there and they just, you know, you could see they hated being beaten. You know, Damien Hardwick, who was a family man, such a gentleman off the field, but as soon as he crossed that line, he was just a beast of a competitor. And we had plenty of those, you know, Dean Wallace, and you know, you can just go on and on about the uh, the the mongrel we had in that football side. But you know, we we probably intimidated a lot of sides. So that's one thing I look at the Bombers now, and um, you know, I see Draper, uh, the young ruckman, and and you know, uh, there's a, a handful of guys that have got that mongrel in them. They're all nice guys and they're, you know, they're just nice footballers. They've got a few injuries that would make a big difference. But, yeah, I think they just need to to get back and believe that they belong, um, they can compete. And, yeah, just really, uh, it's hard because, you know, they're giving effort, but it's just not quite coming together. And, you know, they're they're a lot better than where they are on the ladder. Um, So, yeah, hopefully they get a few of these 
key forwards back um, and you know hopefully they can have a better second half of the year than they had the first. Well, Dean, really appreciate your time. Love talking about your career and your insights, particularly into the current day Bombers. And all the best. You'll be attending the Dream Time at the G game, I believe. Yes, yes. I have uh, just flew in late last night, so I'll be there. And yeah, quite. An, I think it's the first one I've been to for a few years now, so quite uh, looking forward to it. Well, hopefully the Bombers can show some ticker against the Tigers on a big occasion. Dean, really appreciate your time. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, no worries. I know Finn, uh, Finn Campbell will be listening. I think he wanted to send a text in, but uh, g'day, <laughs> Finn. Hope you're doing well. Uh, good stuff. Dean Rioli, former Essendon champ, joining us on the line. We'll chat VFL with Nigel Carmody after this. You're listening to the Sporting Capital. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.